Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, everybody, welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, 2 Samuel chapter 4, and if I would give this one a title, it would be Consistent Justice. Consistent Justice. The other day, I was playing a game with a couple of kids, and while we were playing this game, it was amazing to me how quickly <laughs> we changed the rules of the game, right? Well, I'm there, and I'm trying to play this game, and we're having fun, and I let them decide the rules of the game, right? I'm an adult here. I'm, I'm fine with just playing a game. Well, we start playing the game, and one of the kids starts to lose the game, and so they started to adjust the rules in their favor. Well, it's fine with that. It's fine. It's fine. Until they started to adjust the rules again <laughs> and adjust the rules again. And I am 41 years old, and I started getting frustrated. So I said, you cannot keep changing the rules. There's no way I'm going to win. And to which they said, of course. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're not interested in playing the game. We're interested in Brandon losing. Well, that gave me a whole new competitive advantage because then I was just going to win at all costs. And I lost. And it's fine, all right? But we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the idea of one of the things that was such a blessing about David is when he was on a good streak, on a good path, he was consistent. It didn't matter what he did. He was consistent in his justice. He never wavered from being a man of God. And there's something about consistent, faithful justice that is going to bless your life more than almost anything else. And we'll get into that in just a moment. But as always, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you leave us a five-star review on the podcast. It really does help us on those search algorithms. And then also, make sure you join us at the Facebook group, Bible Breakdown Discussion, where each day we have a team of people that post a devotion. And you're welcome to post what you got away as well. You can do SOAP Bible study with us. That's scripture, observation, application, and prayer. Write those four down in one of those uh, journal entries or one of those uh, post entries and let us know how you're engaging with God's Word as well. Because man, the more we dig, the more we find. Was I was telling you about, if you want to go ahead and get your Bibles open to 2 Samuel chapter 4, what I was telling you about is, isn't it amazing how in one set of circumstances, it can be easy sometimes to play by the rules. Well, as soon as we find ourselves not winning <laughs> or certain situations change, we want to change the rules to fit the current climate. Well, that sounds good in a moment, but it's a really bad way to develop a legacy of faithfulness. A legacy of faithfulness is built on, even though it's not going to help me succeed in the short run, I'm going to be consistent and we're going to let God figure out what happens. Well, that's what we're going to see today. We're going to learn today. I'm going to tell you something. If you ever come across David, don't ever tell him that somebody's died. <laughs> it is not going to end out well for you. Okay, so there's already been multiple times when people have come to David and they have said that a good person has died. The person who tells them, they die. <laughs> and we're going to see that today. We're going to see that, hey, if nothing else, David is consistent. And we're going to see what that has to say to all of us today. So let's jump in together. 2 Samuel chapter 4, verse 1 says this. When Ishbosheth, Saul's son, heard about Abner's death at Hebron, he lost all his courage, and all Israel became paralyzed with fear. Now, there were two brothers, Benah and Rechab, who were captains of Ishbosheth's raiding parties. 
They were two sons of Rimon, a member of the tribe of Benjamin, who lived in Beroth. The town of Beroth is now part of Benjamin's territory because the original people of Beroth fled to Gehinnom, where there still live foreigners. Saul's son, Jonathan, had a son named Mephibosheth. By the way, that's a really hard word to say, but it is actually correct. Most of the words I say here are not always, they're, they're kind of sketch. This one's right. Mephibosheth, who was crippled as a child. He was five years old when the report came to Jezreel that Saul and Jonathan had been killed in battle. When the child's nurse heard the news, she picked him up and fled. But as she hurried away, she dropped him and he became crippled. So Mephibosheth was Jonathan's son. And Jonathan's son, of course, when the king dies, they're afraid of what will happen to their children. They don't, they don't realize that David was a good man and was going to take care of them. So they're afraid that Mephibosheth would be killed because he was Saul's or Jonathan's son, Saul's grandson. And so as the nurse is trying to get him out of there, she drops him, and now he's crippled in both of his feet. Verse 5, one day, Rechab and Bahana, uh, sons of Rimon from Beroth, went to Isbosheth's house around noon as he was taking his midday rest. The doorkeeper, who had been sifting wheat, became drowsy and fell asleep. So Rechab and Bahana slipped past her. They went to the house and found Isbosheth sleeping on his bed. They struck him and killed him and cut off his head. Whoa. Then taking his head with them, they fled across the Jordan Valley through the night. When they arrived at Hebron, they presented Isbosheth's head to David. Look, they exclaimed to the king, here is the head of Isbosheth, the son of your enemy Saul, who tried to kill you. Today the Lord has given my lord the king revenge on Saul and his entire family. But David said to Rechab and Behenna, The Lord who saves me from all my enemies is my witness. Someone once told me Saul is dead, thinking he was bringing me good news. But I seized him and killed him at Ziklag. That's the reward I gave him for his news. How much more should I reward an evil man who has killed an innocent man in his own house and on his own bed? Shouldn't I hold you responsible for his blood and rid the earth of you? So David ordered his young men to kill him, and they did. They cut off their hands and their feet and hung their bodies beside the pool of Hebron. Then they took Isbosheth's head and buried it in Abner's tomb in Hebron. Wow. Once again, David is not interested in killing these men. He's not interested in it. You know why? Because it's not just. It wasn't righteous to do so. David doesn't mind conquering his enemies, but only if there is enemies, and only on a field of battle. He's not interested. He's a man of God. He's a man of justice. And even when the short term would have been, it got him moving forward, he wasn't interested in short-term blessings. He was interested in long-term faithfulness. What an amazing lesson that could be for all of us. You know, we live in a culture that says things like this, business is business. In other words, it doesn't matter what I have to do, lie, cheat, steal, you know, do underhanded backroom deals. The goal is to get ahead. And the end justifies the means. I was watching a movie one time and there was this quote that said, one day you'll wish you had done a little evil for a greater good. Doesn't that sound good? Of course. Of course it sounds good that we do a little bit of evil for a greater good. That sounds great. Unless you read the Bible. <laughs> and the Bible says you can do a little evil, but you're going to have to face consequences. But if you do the right thing for the right reason, God will always point you in the right direction. 
And what we can see now is over the course of 1 Samuel and now into 2 Samuel, God is truly qualifying the called. That's the overall theme of 2 Samuel. God's qualifying the called. And God has so changed and transformed David until now he is not a man interested in victory at all costs. He's interested in honoring the Lord. And when he honors the Lord, God is continuing to point him in the right direction. So I want to give you some encouragement today. I want to encourage you to take the long road, to take the honest road, to take the road of faithfulness, of integrity, and of honor. And even if something happens that could cause you to spin it and move you in the right direction, don't take the bait. Don't take the bait of the enemy that wants to try to get you on a fast track to a place that you might not be ready for. Instead, if God opens a door, then walk through it. But if it's not God who opens the door, don't walk through it. Trust the Lord that in the right time, he will elevate you to where you need to be. But until then, grow where you've been planted and allow God to do what only he can do. Because that's the journey to a lifetime of faithfulness. God has called you. And since he has called you, he will qualify you for everything he has called you to do. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you, God, that you are for us more than we can imagine. Lord, in life, there are going to be times when you open doors and we walk through them. God, there's also going to be times when tragedy strikes. And there's going to be this temptation to cut a corner, to take a shortcut, or to maybe give in to you know, the lack of integrity. And we'll say a little evil for a greater good. I pray we'll resist those temptations. We'll do the right thing for the right reason, trusting that you'll always point us in the right direction. Lord, it's not easy. It's hard. But we trust you to give us the strength along the way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Don't forget the promise that God gave David in 2 Samuel chapter 7 when he said, Your house and your kingdom shall endure before me forever. God wants to establish a covenant partnership with you that doesn't just last in this life, but it lasts for eternity to come because you are called by God for greatness. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for 2 Samuel chapter 5.